0: Another man done gone. To
1: Sunday County from It's Jax. Man done gone. What up, Dollars? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger ex Malcolm. Out the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to poking up. They just but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Huh? Is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Beg to differ In hindsight I bet you he said He was not a nigga Plus Biggie Smalls Was just minding His business show Smoking an Optimo Somebody got to drop The homie Biggie Has got to go And they couldn't Stop it no I wish that they could Yeah the world Needs change But man I wish That we would So out the long frown A man hung From a four pound His blood ripples On the floor From the wall sound His mama sitting At the wake Hoping the Lord's found Another dead Another gone now Damn
0: I'm gone to Sunday County, some uh-huh.
1: another man George you said that it's best to be what you want to be, fucking do what you want to do, so I do what I want to do, bet you did it to floss, bitch I did what I wanted, bet you did it and lost, bitch I did it and won it, shit I'm never coming back, listen I just want to rap, gee I told you all of that, on about a dozen tracks, I don't give a fuck, I just, I just, I just want to rap, spitting fire on this track, like a fucking thundercat, plus this mic is bleeding rojo, this shit is a no-no, rolling in that low-low, plus I'm from that Baltimore, need a Ultimately, smoking on my logo. Ready for the wall, and we so so silly with the flow, some why to got a Heard the lanes and I swear they so so too much love for the frame just to go broke. You said that like I had the rap game in the troll car. Now I think I got the whole world on the
2: rope. Don't. Gotta think a damn dog you crazy. Is he the next Jay My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know, maybe. Welcome back to the Insanity Podcast, your host Chris here. And uh it's time for another weekly dose of insanity. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on here uh, this week. Unfortunately, uh, joining me to help make sense of all this craziness, I have my boy Justin from Three Fist Podcast. What's going on, man?
3: What's up? What's up? How's it going? Uh,
2: it's um, it's another week. Yeah, <laughs> it's another week of um, just I like so we. I'm here. We're both in the area, uh, and I haven't been. Seeing the news on what's going on with it right now, but that Unite the Right two rally is going on in D.C. as we speak, I believe. Um, which it's just one of those. The first one went so well. Why not have a sequel? This is this is the sequels that they talk about in Hollywood that we don't need. This is
3: one. So just because of the nature of what we do, I have uh, a couple tweet deck uh, columns for news um i've got a google alert set for it just because again the last one a woman was murdered at the last one of these right oh yeah Uh, you know
2: such a party somebody was murdered
3: three people died uh i think the the official estimate was 33 were injured um and again just because the nature of what we do and the content we create is one of those things where it's like we have to have some sort of awareness of what happens because we're going to inevitably have to talk about it so it's and we, we so our main show, we recorded the main show. Uh, we're back from our July break. And we talked about what the city of D.C. decided to do to sort of make this a, quote, safer event. And they said the issue wasn't the Nazis. It was the weapons. We have stricter gun laws and we're going to prevent weapons and bottles and nothing bad will happen. I'm like, it was a car. It,
2: it, it, <laughs> it, it was it was a vehicle. It was a vehicle. Now, now, granted, DC is terrible to drive through, so maybe that's what they were thinking. But the weapon of choice last time was a fucking car, right? And 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 and, and wooden sticks for that were supposedly supposed to use for
3: signs. It's like they don't understand that the issue isn't the tools of violence. The one the one time you will get a leftist to say the issue isn't the tools of violence, it's the people perpetrating the violence. This is the one time they're gonna make that argument. It's it's not the guns, it's the Nazis holding the guns. Like that's uh, that's what just, the problem is. Nazis. Who who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk
2: it? I mean, I just you know, I, pfft, Huh. Nazis and violence. I just don't see the historical context there to understand why that would even be a problem. I mean, there's just They're good people on both sides, right?
3: (laughs) Just the the, you know, there's good people on both sides. There's fine people, and really, if you think about it, it's the anti-fascists that are the real fascists. You know, they're the ones being violent. What about free speech? What about free speech? Well, everyone knows Nazis were socialist anyway. So, oh my God, this is this is happening. Like this is this is happening, and this is supposed to be a great weekend, right? Like. Otakon is this weekend. Um, My homegirl Tiffany is celebrating her marriage. Um, It's supposed to be a great weekend, but nope, Nazis ruin everything.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just, again, historically, that statement you just made is historically accurate. Nazis ruin everything. I mean, just, this is one of the things, you ever see that um, game people play on Twitter where they're like, uh, add such and such to... Oh, like, add bacon to a movie title, right? That can be fun. That that can be fun. That can be interesting. Uh, Adding Nazis to anything, though, not fun. Does not increase Uh, the uh,
3: entertainment value. I I found the one thing you can add Nazis to to make it better. Wolfenstein.
2: You know uh, what? I stand corrected. I stand corrected.
3: Did you ever see the uh, the Vice? Um, I don't want to say documentary. It's more like a segment. Um, it's part of the their huge... Um, they did their huge... Uh, humanizing Nazis. One. Not the humanizing Nazis one. It's the one where they went to... They embedded the girl with um, the Unite the Right, uh, the Nazis, and the dude ended up crying, Say, don't kill me, Kyle. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that dude. Yeah, that dude, yeah. So before that, um, they sent a dude to Bethesda to talk to the developers of Wolfenstein. Hmm. And um the first guy I talked to was is from Sweden and you could tell just by the answers he was giving, he has had personal encounters with Nazis that have like harmed him and his family. Like he was just like, yo, I fucking hate Nazis. Can I say that? He's like, Yes, you can say you hate Nazis. Go I fucking hate Nazis. And I can't believe they're back in America. Like my parents dealt with this shit in the eighties. That's why we kind of moved to America to get away from Nazis. Well, that's they're also back.
2: that's also the funny just I know you're gonna tell the keep telling the story, but that's also the funny thing about Nazis in America, they never really went away right <laughs> yeah you know just we kind of we kind of gave him jobs
3: just, yeah, we, we kinda, remember that part in winter soldier where they yeah, hired hydra yeah yeah, that,
2: yeah that kinda happened. we kind of gave him jobs and security clearances i'm just saying yeah
3: uh then uh they talked to uh i want to say he's the pr guy uh either the pr guy or the head of marketing for uh Bethesda. And he was like you know you, you guys are sort of with your marketing campaign it seems like you're you know you're attacking conservatives says, no we're attacking nazis and if you feel some type of way about it you're probably a nazi so fuck you and and the guy keeps asking him, so you know don't you feel like you're in your fan base it's like only if they're nazis and that's if they're the, nazis that's the thing <laughs> that's the
2: thing right it's like it shouldn't be that hard it's like oh well, well you know we can't just paint a broad brush. We're not really painting a broad brush. I'm just saying if you like these things and you're a Nazi and we don't like Nazis, well, wait a minute. Well, so I was going to play this later on, but I guess it just fits a good segment. Um, so NBC, uh, NBC's left field. They did this. I don't know if you saw this, this, this documentary they did. It's 30 minutes and it's basically on, um, Jacob. Uh, it, it follows Jacob Goodwin's uh, parents and Jacob Goodwin is, uh, if you remember during the, the Charlottesville, uh, there was that one video of the white supremacists attacking that black guy. Right? And they were beating him with the sticks off of their signs. Um and it was still incredulous to me that they arrested the black guy first. He eventually got all the char- charges dropped against him because he was he was getting beat up by Nazis. Um but Jacob Goodwin uh has been charged with uh, you know, attacking one of the counterprotesters. He faces felony charges. So, NBC left field, and uh, I can't remember the videographer's name. It's an Asian guy. Um, they decided to follow his parents around. Because his parents are like, we're not Nazis. We don't know where he learned this stuff from. We're not racist. But they would throw in little things like, oh, but like, you know, uh, what was the guy's name? Is it like Jason Kessler? I think that's his name. No, whatever the guy's name. No, it's some some other guy. I can't remember. The the guy in the video Like, is like a at one point in the video says he's wearing um, a Nazi uniform. he goes, I am a Nazi so like somebody says, you look like a Nazi, he goes yeah, because I am one and they, Jacob Goodwin's parents have kind of gone to this guy because they're like, well he's the, they're the only ones fighting for my son and the entire time I'm sitting there going, but your son actually did something your son violently attacked a black person he did that. That's why nobody's coming to the defense of your son. Your son is wrong. And while I don't recommend people to watch this, this documentary because it will make you angry, it was eye-opening a little bit to me to watch just how easy it is for white people to convince them themselves that they aren't racist and they're not doing wrong. They spend the entire time. And, and the, the, the like... I don't like the documentary because again it, it it basically puts them in a sympathetic light and they don't spend enough time with their other son i think his name was David who was basically like no he's a he's a he's a he's an ex-marine it's like i left my fam i left my home when i was like 16 or 17 and 17 to join the marines cuz my family was overly religious and overly racist and every now and then they'll bring him in to kind of, sort of, combat what his parents were saying, but it's like, it, it spends so much time making these parents seem like they're sympathetic. So at one point, um, towards the back end of this, this this, this documentary, they are talking to this the, the, the parents, it's like six months later. And this is them saying the entire time they don't pick a side, they haven't joined up with anybody, and then they come back six months later. And um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm gonna try to play some of the, the, this clip here because it, I think it's eye-opening, and I think it's important to hear just how fucking crazy some of these people are.
4: Before I know, you thought I was an neo Nazi mother. Oh. Am I right? Okay. So what am I now? I'm a separatist, right?
5: As a human being, and as an Asian person, I am horrified by the ideology of these groups. There is this woman here who clearly loves her son, who just did a symbol that Jews around the world, Asians around the world, might... Uh, He's talking about the
2: fact that at one point she went to a rally and she's literally doing the Hail Hitler sign, and I think she's going to explain what she meant by that, and I, I want people to really just hear how, del- I don't know if it's delusion. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose to, to try to make themselves sympathetic, but whatever it is, it is truly just mind-blowing what she says in response.
5: Minorities have spent so much time getting rid of. Get, get rid of, get rid of, and then, then, here then I go,
4: I was doing it just for Jacob. I'm not there. Jacob was there. And would Jacob do that? He would have done that as the group did it. Now I'm knowing that it's a bad thing. I won't do it again. Because now I understand what you're saying it stands up for, for. what? But but the way I was doing it, I didn't think it was a bad thing.
2: She did not think doing a symbol, a sign, a gesture that is associated with Nazis was a bad thing.
3: I, no, I got to call bullshit. I, like, no, we... I, I I call bullshit. As much romanticizing as American history books do of World War II and the defeat of Hitler, there is no way you cannot know what Z. Heil, the Heil Hitler symbol is. As much as we romanticize World War II, there is no way. Cause even there the, is
2: no way. Because even the romanticizing of World War II, the Nazis are still the bad guys. Yes, they're still the bad guys, like even with the watered down, you know, and that's the thing that gets me right Cuz as African Americans we always talk about how watered down uh American history is and how it overlooks some of the most horrifying things of you know the one thing it doesn't overlook it doesn't overlook the holocaust, it doesn't overlook how horrifying Nazis was, and even then it still does kind of I, I it paints them as monsters, and even then um and there there there's there there is problems with painting uh these regular human beings as being monsters, it definitely. But at the same time, it's like even then, that's still giving it lightly. That's still that's still being nice, right? The way that history treats Nazis, they were actually way
5: worse than this. And it's just incredible. It's incredible that she thinks this. But it gets worse. It's your responsibility to understand what kind of ideology this yes. has gotten himself into. Billy Roper. They Google him. The first thing got- that's what that's what it was. The guy's Billy
2: Roper, who is a violent white supremacist. That comes
5: up is the Southern Poverty Law Center that says he is one of the biggest extremists in America. Every non-white person on the planet has to become extinct. That is Billy Roper.
4: But I didn't know at the time. I'm finding all this stuff out after the fact, you know?
2: (laughs) She says she's finding all this stuff after the fact. When he first sat down with her, he told her who Billy Roper was. And um, they didn't care. They didn't care. And and they've had these dudes in their house. They feed them. They they enjoy them. It is truly amazing.
3: No, you didn't care until it made you look bad. Yes. Right? Now that that's what I'm getting from this interview. It's not that. Oh my god, I didn't know. It's oh my god, now you know too. Let me turn on the white woman tears to get sympathy, because I just I just didn't know when they were talking about the creation of a white ethno state and they were saying all these horrible things about, you know, marginalized people, they're saying horrible things about black people, Hispanic people, Latinx people, Asian-Americans, the LGBTQIA community. I just didn't know it was bad. I thought I thought I could call them niggers. Now you're telling me it's a bad thing. I didn't know. I just didn't know. Fuck out of here. You knew. you just didn't care. I didn't now know. Now you care because it makes you look bad. I didn't know I couldn't do that.
2: I, it's.
4: <laughs> I just want to do my job. I was just born to be a mother. I wasn't born to be in politics or understand what Hitler freaking done. I was just born to be a mother.
2: Everybody knows what Hitler did. That's not politics, it's
3: history. It's history. It's history to the point where never again and never forget, right? Like there's a Holocaust museum in DC. It's not politics. So the
2: funny thing about this is though, beginning and, and and this is why I don't like these kind of documentaries. The people they don't do enough to Um, so what was it? Um who was the guy who did the who interviewed um Richard Myers? Which it was the one he actually remind- he, he, he basically clowned him. He he brought him on, but clowned him. To oh his face. yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. So so I think a lot of people were like they got mad at it's like oh you're giving I'm like no, no no but the difference is he clowned him at every point at every yes. at every mention of everything he did he clowned him he showed you he would let Myers speak or even to his he did it to his face and then he would bring on a panel of people to basically combat and laugh at what Myers has said basically being like. It was, a, it was a panel of diverse people, women, uh, 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 people of color. Like it, it was very. They combated it, not like the documentary where what this guy should have done was when this woman says, "I'm not about. I don't know. What, I'm not. I'm not trying to be in politics. I don't understand what Hitler did." Beginning of this sh- the, the this, this documentary starts with her and her husband talking about how the Confederate flag is part of their history, and is part of their heritage, and their against taking those down how is that not politics and not similar to like how how do you know about that but you don't know about hitler and what hitler did
3: so it's bullshit yeah it's bullshit i'm with you i don't think all press there's a great piece in guardian about how um in the 1920s uh the Klan was covered similarly to how we believe the Klan should be covered they covered them they they talked about the racist views and essentially painted them as this racist secret society. What ended up happening, as we learn now, is that led to an increase in Klan enrollment. Um, I don't think I do think there is some correlation between the coverage and the um, enrollment boom. But I don't think it's the fault of the coverage. If that makes any sense. They, they did. They did their due diligence to show, yo, this is bad. These these people are racist. This should not be tolerated, right? It was that great 1920s journalism, the muckraker journalism, right? That's how these things should be covered, though. Absolutely. If you're going to to cover them, you do not humanize them. Um, One great thing that the Vice documentary did, or the one Vice documentary, because I know there's two floating out there, but the one where they embedded the woman with the Nazis. At no point does she hide her disgust and at no point do they entertain these things as actual ideas. They show these people for the monsters they are while still at the same time showing you they're not monsters. They're your next door neighbors. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to happen, right? Like when, when, when we talk about Brock Turner's, Brock Turner isn't a monster. Brock Turner is the kid that goes to school with your son and daughter. That's when we need to start thinking about these things. Because when you think about them as monsters, it's like, oh, okay, it's a monster. I know how to identify a monster. Monsters are things that jump out of the closet. Monsters are things that stalk you in alleyways. And then you and then you separate the monster from the culture, right? It, it, the same way we talk about Nazis. The problem isn't just the monster Nazis. It's the fact that this, I this ideal and these politics have infiltrated themselves so thoroughly into white culture that it is hard to separate them. By the way, um, Barack Obama's Department of Homeland Security warned you about this in 2007, and all of you, uh, I'm sorry, 2008, right before he took office. Yes. Um, and I remember the conniption fit. Fox News went on a month-long temper tantrum over what, I'm sorry, 2007, because it was Janet It was Bush's. Homeland Security that actually did the research and said, "Yo, Nazis are coming back. We should do something about that." It goes all the way back
2: to 2005. Because two thousand five, they came out and were like, "Hey, we're seeing a rise in um, right wing extremists getting into the military. Yeah, that's a problem because they're learning military tactics." Which I'm <clears throat> I'm gonna keep playing this clip because I want to. It's very very important what happens after what this woman's crying. And again, when you see the documentary, what maybe so discusses, is, they splice in pictures of her crying and being sympathetic. It's like, this is disgusting. You're making her seem sympathetic when she is part of the fucking problem. You are letting her wash her hands of her responsibility. She has a responsibility. She's talking about how, oh, I'm just trying to be there for my son. What about your other son who isn't a racist? What about him? Oh, you don't care about that.
4: Mother, I'd be proud of my children. Why can't I just be proud, Ed? Why? Why can't they just let me be proud, Ed?
2: You can be proud, you just don't be racist. So, I'm sorry, I thought it was six months later. Two months later, two months from this, her, I don't want to be involved in politics. You know, oh, this is sad. Two months later, this is what happens.
4: Lots changed since you were here last time. I'm, I'm waiting, waiting to go to war, you know. Dress,
1: roll quarters and you clamp in up your head straight up. I was asked just to do some military drills. I'm the only guy probably, they know, that's been in the military. But as far as a leadership role, no.
2: I'm not a leader. Forward. He is. This, this is her husband, a Jacob's father. He is training... I can't remember what this group is called. I, I, I can't remember what this radical group is called. It's not the Proud Boys. It's not, it's not Ram. I can't remember who this group is. He is training them in military... He's tra- training them how to march, and he's giving them basically some kind of military training. But he says he's not in a leadership position, and he's saying that uh they are not
3: part of the group and it's just gonna happen right like this is just going to be allowed to happen and be allowed to persist
2: oops i just tripped and landed into like leading teaching nazis how to march
3: sorry you know it was an accident i didn't know it started off as you know a sleepover and it turned into a clan rally who knew who knew who knows I still have my own mind, my own morals.
1: For visual effects, you get fifteen, twenty guys all dressed in the same uniform holding shields and their boots on a pavement, it has a psychological effect on people.
2: I'm he's not he's not part of the group. He's not he's not trying to uh um back hate. He's not racist. He's just teaching some Nazis how to march and instill fear into the people they're marching against.
1: It intimidates people. And that's basically what you want. Hell, victory.
4: This you was their...
2: You hear that at the end? Hell, victory. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. First training, I thought they did really good for their first training. I was proud of them. I was proud that Scott's kind of stepped up to the plate. Oh, word. Oh. This is changing me. It's changing the person I am. Anger.
1: Does make you look at things differently. You you begin to say, look, I don't care, I don't care how you feel about me. The only people helping my son are these people.
2: Your son is a racist Nazi who attacked an unarmed black man.
3: Your son beat DeAndre Harris almost to death. You can't. But no, sure, sure, sure. Let's 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 fight for the rights of a violent Nazi of a violent terrorist. Let's be clear. Your son is a terrorist, and and, and that's why so. I'm not,
2: I'm not including the link to this in the show notes. If you guys go to find that, you guys can. But I don't want because we don't need more of this. But a, a, at some point, as I watched this, I was like, we do need to hear, in some ways, the rawness of how white people convince themselves that they're really the victims here, like. This entire thirty minute documentary is these two parents trying never taking the responsibility for their son and what their son did, but to make themselves victims and just being, I, I'm just doing this because I love my son. Wouldn't you anybody love your son? You have another son who isn't a racist, though. Your other son who actually served in the military as a Marine. But that's not the one you want to go to war for. You're going to war for the one who later on in this video, they literally come out to, let me see if I can find that portion, portion of it. Um, I'm going to play this portion. It, it, this is here is crazy. Because he tries to say that her son isn't really a Nazi. And the, the, the videographer basically gets her son on the phone and asks him about the Holocaust.
5: To believe that Nazis were evil. They killed 6 million Jews and Jehovah's Witnesses. They invaded Russia. Poland. I wish
4: you'd have this talk they with Jake. There he is. Did you want to say anything to Ed? Ed's
2: here. Hello. Hey,
5: what's up, Ed? Let me ask you this what do you think the of the Holocaust? Should that have happened?
3: The Holocaust? Yes. I believe that millions of Europeans and millions of
5: non whites died. And 6 million Jews.
3: That number is up for debate.
5: Okay, but you recognize that Jews were systematically killed in the Holocaust?
3: I don't. I don't believe so. I believe that they were. Uh, they were trying to develop an ethno state. Sorry. Uh,
4: are you thinking? So you're telling Mama? Are you telling me and Ed that you think that none of them were gassed or none of that happened? No,
3: I, don't, I don't. I don't believe that. I've not seen. You know, if Ed, if you could produce one document that ties Adolf Hitler to the gas camps or the supposed death camps, um, then you'd be a rich man
5: because uh, they don't exist. In your meetings. You invoke Nazi imagery. You'll say, Hail victory, you have swastikas. Clearly, these are things that you romanticize. Rhino right. sings and he says, Look at that kike right there, it is shower time for you. What does that mean?
3: Do I we mean, really believe people were systematically gassed in a
5: shower?
2: If you wanted to kill a whole bunch of Jews, pile them in a room and then just shut the door, they're going to suffocate
3: anyways. You don't even drop Zyklon B on them. It makes no sense.
4: He's not going to debate and he's not going to argue. with it. He's not in some way. Y'all may not see eye to eye, and I know you keep bringing up the Holocaust at every every issue that you have, and evidently it means a lot to you. But he's going. He's going to tell you. All.
2: Do you hear the way? It's just. She just heard her son, literally deny, the Holocaust happened, and that six million Jews were gassed, by Nazis, and she right after she hangs up the phone, she makes excuses. She basically turns it on to, he's not going to debate you on this. I know that's your issue. Why isn't it your issue that your son is a Nazi sympathizer?
3: Oh, no, he's beyond a Nazi sympathizer. He is a a Nazi. Nazi. Right, you're right. You're right. And the wild part is the way he ends that. If you want to kill a bunch of Jews, just shove them in a room and close the door. They'll suffocate anyways. And she just lets that ride with her. Like She just let her son say that. Mm Mm-hmm. So that means one of two things and you didn't challenge him on so it. that means one of two things you either believe it or you don't care enough about the people he's hurting to say anything. And I think it's the second
2: one. I think
3: it's that they don't care enough and it,
2: it it'll, and, and I think what you see in the, and I'm not complaining more of this cause it's going to lead into our second topic. Um, but I, I think that that it, the second one is what leads into the first. People not caring who is hurt by certain things and viewing things as like when she says, "Well, I know the Holocaust is your issue." I thought it was. I thought it was like a humanity issue.
3: Because and so simply, you, here's the again here's the the wild part of the cognitive dissonance here right? These same people that will deny the Holocaust and have these horrible things to say about Jews and Jew, are in the Jewish community. Will then turn around and say things like Palestine needs to be obliterated. Or say that Israel is just defending themselves. As if that is not an entire country of dis- that's not an entire country formed to house the displaced Jewish community after the events of the Holocaust. That they will cape for and then say, but Zionists, and then say, Well, Palestine is wrong, right? But that's the beauty.
2: That's the beauty of being this. You can be the hypocrite and nobody really challenges you on it because you're allowed to say it. And you find you and basically people always wonder why the right, why the left has a hard time, you know, with things versus the right. I'm like, in a way, the right is formless. The right doesn't like you can you can go to a platform and say, OK, these are progressive issues. These are issues that are on the left. We might not agree on how to get them done, but this, this is basically the platform. What's the platform on the right of people on the right? There is none because it changes depending on what they think they can get away with and what they think um, the current temperature
3: is. Well, so I would push back slightly. I think there is like a binding thing on the right. It's, the upholding of the white male patriarch, okay, and the upholding of yes. the, I don't want to say aristocracy, but like making sure that the rich stay on top, right? They want to ensure that rich white men stay on top. That is, that is the thing that binds all of their policy. You look at quote yes. unquote, illegal immigration, that's preserving the country for white people. You look at their version of criminal justice reform. Okay. Lock up a bunch of black people in the war on drugs, keeping the, keeping the country white. Those tax cuts for rich, the tax cuts for the rich, making sure rich white people stay rich or stay white and rich, right? Like that is the sole thing that binds them, and it's what black and brown people have been saying in America for. Oh, I'll be generous and say since the year two thousand.
2: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. right? Like that—that's the base of it in it, and because they can change and form that, and they can change how they do it, and they can—they can convince people on their side. So basically, it's like so. If that's the base of keeping rich white men in power. If you are a poor white man, you go, oh, well, obviously you're not falling into that category. You should be with us. But they tell that poor rich white guy, they tell that poor poor white guy, oh, no, no, no. If you want to be like me, though, you got to back these policies as well. Because one day you can get the same power I have. Like, that is a promise. And that anything that bad happens to you, it's not because of us and what we're doing and holding up the power structure. It's because of the black and brown people, or the Jews, or the gays, or the transgenders, or anybody else who you know is is doing something outside of what you think. It's the gays. It's the it's the it's the it's the, the confused boys who think they're really girls. It's it's all it's it's the feminists. You know, it's every it's the niggers. It's every little thing there.
3: Right. It's everybody else. It's is funny. Fighting. They're all for religious freedom until the religion isn't Christian adjacent,
2: right? No, it has to be, because again, like you said, it's holding up that that power structure. That's what Christianity in America is. It's always been that Christianity in America has always been holding up the white male power, white
3: straight male power structure from the beginning. It just has. And what's funny is they'll use the Bible to justify that when in the creation of the church, the letters written by Paul explicitly state, yo, we probably should not exclude women from service. That's probably a stupid idea. They skip all over those, like when Paul's laying out his um, advice, because like the back half of the New Testament is basically just letters written by the more famous disciples and more famous converts on how the church should be formed. And Paul had realized that one of the churches was, uh, was discriminating based on gender. He writes a series of letters saying, yo, this is probably a stupid idea. We shouldn't do that. They skip all over that and just say, nope. Yeah, no. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Does the Catholic Church allow women to lead service yet?
2: Hmm. I can't remember if they changed it recently. If they do, it's
3: probably a recent thing. Right. But I don't that, think they that, do. But that is literally in the Bible that they should be allowed to. Yeah. Like, that's, it's, not, it's not like, oh, look how progressive the church is being. No, Paul told you you should have done this. Like, Paul told you thousands of years ago, hey, guys, women can do things too.
2: Well, I mean, we see, we see the, the hypocrisy of the, of the Christian right and the Christian fundamentals in this country already anyway, with the fact that they're overwhelmingly backing Donald Trump. And then there's nothing religious or spiritual about that man ever, but it's about holding up that power structure, which is what they've always been around. And you see that with this couple here, they don't want to like they don't want to face the hard choices, right? They don't want to face the idea that one, they were bad parents. Because this is something that I found that the reason the other reason why this documentary bothered me so much is I, I I went back to think about Dylan Roof and how his parents got left off the hook, got taken off the hook. Dylan Roof was radicalized at home. And at no point like, think think up think about this you know we're we're also uh we just passed the uh the anniversary what is it the four- year anniversary of Michael Brown's death F-
3: Ferguson yep August August 11th yep. um, was the night the National Guard came into Ferguson and tear gassed people that lived there, and I yep. think August 10th was the August 9th or August 10th was the day he was murdered.
2: So think about all the parents that we, all the black parents of these slain young men and and, and some of the the young women as well that, you know, once their name comes up there, their entire lives are changed forever. Not just because they lost, you know, a child or a family member, but because the media goes all in and finding everything about them. Like, God forbid they missed, they had a, a parking ticket or missed a child support payment or you know, went to went to jail in their in their youth, right? Not just slandering the victims, but then slandering their families as well. And then think back to Dylan Roof's family and how much we don't know anymore about them. Once it came out that this 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 young boy got his guns from his his father, and that there was all indication that he learned from this at home. I think at one point the media showed with his his father his father's house, and then he told him to go away, and that was the last we heard of it. But when you look at this documentary and you see these parents of Jacob Goodwin and what, what they've done, they've they literally brought, taken in this violent white supremacy group and let them not only, not only are they feeding them in their house, they are then letting them train in on their property. And if they want to start a bonfire, which we all know what they do with bonfires, they, can't, like, they have basically opened their homes up to white supremacists. But then, want to turn around and go, oh, no, 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 he didn't learn that from home. Oh, no, 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 it's not our fault that our son became a violent racist. And this is a part, like I remember um, right after, um, right after the election, 2016 election, um, Katy Perry had that thing where she was like, yeah, my parents voted for Trump, but I'm still gonna go home on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, no, you actually don't. You could actually take a stand, and say no. You could actually disown your family. You could actually show your family there's some, there's some, there's some consequences for for being racist. But so many white people don't want to do that.
3: It it, it is the tool of the white moderate. Like debate, quote unquote debate is the tool of the right, the white moderate. Right? They say. It is a victory if we can debate them because then we can show the superiority of our ideas and we can defeat them in the marketplace of ideas. Never in the history of ever have fascism, racism, or, or an autocracy been defeated by debate. Debate has never granted any group their rights.
2: It, makes, like, but, it nope. but it makes people feel better about themselves. And that's, I and did that's my the, job. I did it, uh, you know. Did my job here. I made myself feel better about it.
3: But you my parents did. said black people are criminals and that Michael Brown deserved to be murdered. And I said, no, he's a good young man. And then we shared a beer and watched football. That's yeah. America. And I'm like, yes, that is America. Okay. Debating the humanity of a black person and then going back to whatever your daily life is because it's just, it's just because that, it's just, that it's just, is America.
2: Because it's just difference of a difference of opinion, right? The difference we all have opinion. So look some some opinion. So that actually is in good segue into my next segment, which is gonna be the title of this episode. Um Jack Dorsey is a fucking coward. Yeet. If, if you do not know who Jack Dorsey is, and if you use Twitter, then you should know. That's Jack. That's at Jack, the 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 founder and CEO of Twitter. He's founder, right? I believe so.
3: Yes, yeah. I believe Jack is one hat there's two dudes. there's two dudes. Uh, there's right. two dudes, but yeah. Jacks are like the voice. And the other and well, he, like, yeah, well
2: they did that. They that. did a whole thing a couple years ago where he kind of came back to take a larger role to kind of basically have Twitter betting on him and his personality. Um. So okay. so uh, you probably have heard Alex Jones' name in the news way more than probably we should ever have known because Alex Jones really should be relegated to like the deepest, darkest corners of the internet where nobody really should know his name, but thanks to Donald Trump and everything else, and people like Jack Dorsey, we know uh, this name. So earlier in the week, YouTube, Facebook, I think, um, what was it, some my MailChimp, and a bunch of other of these uh, either social media companies or, or tech companies took, and I, I'm not even going to call this a brave stance, t- they did the bare minimum thing that should have happened Years ago, and what that was is, they either suspended, removed, or deleted Alex Jones, some of Alex Jones's accounts, and Infowars, his his site, Infowars. Um, and I'll get more into some of the things that Alex Jones has done, but I'll, I'll I, there's a lot, but I'll just go with this one. And this is like you would think this is the one that would. That would that would catch the most fire, right? This is a man who has forced, and I can't remember their names. He has forced two of, of the Sandy Hook parents, the parent of, of of the slain children at Sandy Hook. He has forced them into hiding because his whole thing is Sandy Hook was a false flag operation, and that no kids were actually murdered, and that the parents that you see on TV crying and weeping for the loss of their children, their tiny children were crisis actors. And he has whipped up such a, a, a this, this this and people dismiss it as a conspiracy theory. The problem is it's a recruitment tool for other basically who becomes white supremacists and these people have literally f- f- been such a threat to a pair of these parents that they are in hiding. So YouTube, Facebook, a couple of the other sites, the lowest hanging fruit. After years of letting Alex Jones and Infowars get away with just flat out lies and bullshit, decided enough, enough, and we're gonna we're gonna take his accounts down. And again, it's the lowest hanging fruit, the minimum they could do. Because here at this point, Alex Jones has such a following that if you take it's, it's like Rush Limbaugh or or or. Bill O'Reilly, once you take them down, they can go wherever and still have millions and millions of listeners and followers, right? So it's not really brave to do this, but hey, I'm glad you did it, right? Well, Twitter decided they weren't going to do it, and Jack, and when he does all the time, decided to finally tweet on his, on on his on his account to say why they didn't do it. So here are the tweets: We didn't suspend Alex Jones or Infowars yesterday. We know that's hard for many uh for many, but the reason is uh sim- the reason is simple. He hasn't violated our rules. Hold that thought. We'll enforce it we'll enforce if he if he does, and we'll continue to promote a healthy conversational environment by ensuring tweets aren't artificially amplified. Truth is we have been terrible at explaining our decisions in the past. We're fixing that. <laughs> you would also think you would fix the fact that you have a bunch of Nazis you've actually been verifying Nazi accounts, but whatever. Um we're going to hold Jones to the same standard we hold to every account, not taking one off action to make us feel good in the short term, adding fuel to new conspiracy theories. Hold that thought too. I'm gonna come back through all of this shit. If we succumb and simply react to outside pressure rather than straightforward principles we enforce and evolve, like maybe not having Nazis on your account would be simple, whatever. Impartially regardless of uh, uh, we enforce uh impartially regardless of political viewpoint. We become a server that is constructed by our per- personal views that can swing in any direction. That's not us. Accounts like Jones can uh, can often sensationalize issues and spread unsubstantiated rumors. He said that it's not even uh, not even unsubstantiated rumor. He's saying that Sandy Hook didn't happen. Like we're about to have Sandy Hook deniers be the new Holocaust deniers, guys. So it's critical, uh, critical. To, uh, so it's critical. Journalists document, validate, and refute such information directly, so people can inform their own opinion. This is what serves the public conversation best. I'm gonna let you go ahead first before I pick this apart because I, I have not been. There's not a lot of things that anger me, like this has angered. Like I, I, people see me and the thing. I'm angry. I'm not really angry. Like I don't get anger on movies or anything like that. I might get excited, but it's like, it's not really a true anger. This I wanted to punch Jack in the fucking face.
3: Jack's a goddamn coward. So here, let's take this apart like layer by layer. The first surface layer is Jack's a coward. Why is Jack a coward? Jack is saying he does not have a responsibility to his user community to keep them safe. However, his user community has an obligation to keep themselves safe from the user community. Right, that is what Jack is saying. Jack is saying, "I don't have a responsibility to handle Alex Jones, the journalists who Alex Jones harasses, docks, who Alex Jones's user community harasses, doxes, sends death threats to, and drives off of Twitter. Have a responsibility to protect themselves from those very same elements that are harassing them, doxing them, sending them death threats, and driving them off of Twitter." That is Jack. That is what Jack is saying. He's also saying, oh, you know, he didn't violate my rules. on his Twitter account. Oh, no, no, we'll go to that. Hold that. Okay, hold, okay,
2: cool. hold the so, hold okay. the lie that cuz cuz somebody I uh, was um Cameron got the, the journalist's name from seeing went through and found all the instances in which that is a
3: fucking lie, and we will get to that in a minute. Oh, we okay, will definitely. I just, went, I just went back to the biggest one. Do you remember in, do you remember was this last year or was this a couple months ago? When someone ran up into that pizza shop with an with a loaded AR fifteen. that was last year. That was last year. Yeah, because he had heard it from Alex Jones. right? Like that that Alex Jones was a huge proponent of the Pizza Gate conspiracy theory that Hillary Gate or that Hillary Clinton was trafficking children through a pizza store it's a really mind-boggling and idiotic uh conspiracy theory but someone took a loaded gun into one of these pizza shops to to liberate the children yeah yeah, yeah. That act... no, go ahead go ahead
2: no no fin- finish without on this one because it, it's tied to that but, but finish with it on this one
3: yeah like that act alone violates the terms and services of every of facebook youtube instagram twitter and guess what? That episode was shared on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. But see, that's what you said. Yeah. So you say that, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong, that's a lie. But the other layer is Jack has suspended other people for less. I'm oh. not talking about Milo, where he had to be publicly shamed for the better half of a month to do it. Right. And he was only publicly shamed because Milo got too big for his britches and went after Leslie Jones. If Milo had contented himself to just go after the quote unquote nameless, faceless women in the women of color in the gaming community, he'd probably still be on Twitter now.
2: Hi. Hi. I got I got I got suspended. I got suspended for saying a nigga shut the fuck up to another black person.
3: Yes. Um, you've got suspended for that. I've had homegirls get suspended for saying turf yep Which oh, i've seen that for, that's that's a new thing i've tra- seen yeah yeah for a trans exclusionary radical feminist right that 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 is an acronym to point out uh someone whose feminist ideals do not include our trans sibling because trans women are women so if you do not view trans women in your feminist ideology guess what you're a turf uh and gender. J- no, that was Facebook that was banning people for inner trash. Um, I don't think if that I don't know if that bled into Twitter or not.
2: Um, I I know there's plenty because uh, because this other thing too that Jack doesn't understand about, and we'll get into his, more about his rules and the policies. When you set up rules and policies by algorithm and things like that, and the same thing that Facebook does is when you when you take out that thing, and, and I understand that some of the human element is also the fucking problem because they don't have any they don't have diversity in these these companies, but it's like. There's a lot of black women and, and just women in general that get. Because basically, what happens is it's the same thing that the Diversity in Comics guy does. They know, they, they go up to the rules, and so they know, oh, I can say things. If I don't at the person, it won't count as a violation, but I'll say things and then get that person to respond to me. And when they do respond, I'll report that, and that'll get them suspended. That has happened to me before too I know this happened to thousands of black activists, black women uh folks in the LGBTQ community <clears throat> This happens all the time where they are using these rules against them um, uh, uh, by by and, and, and it's so fucking frustrating because I can't tell if Jack is stupid. Incompetent, complicit, or if it's all fucking three, because the other thing to get me is he's basically saying, "Well, the reason that yeah, he he's not even saying that." Hey, I believe that because it's still been wrong. But at least I would have it would have made more sense. I don't believe that Alex Jones, despite the things he said on all those other platforms too, should have been suspended there either. That I'm you know, doing the whole free speech thing and he's allowed to say what he wants to say when he wants to say it and we should just allow everything, right? Jack didn't say that. Jack said, well, he might have violated rules over there at Facebook, but he didn't violate the rules over here so there's nothing we can do about it, which is literally not how it works. That's not how it ever works. I can't go and sit there and go, oh, well, you know, I, I, I violated, you know, I'm a vile human being in this one place, and somebody goes, oh, well, you did, I, we, we, a matter of fact, no, it is how it works, we see people do this shit all the time, and we say how disgusting it is, right, oh, well, you know, Chris Hardwick might have, might, might be, you know, a manipulative, uh, abusive, possible rapist, but he didn't do it to me, so it's okay.
3: Like, are you serious right now, Jack? uh Also, shout out to everybody that said, "Oh my gosh, you're ruining Chris Hardwick's life." uh They just put they put his name back in all the branding. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um, which again leads me to believe that Disney had every intention of bringing back James Gunn if the people had not been so vocal about defending James Gunn because yeah. there's no consequences for anything. No one ever gets canceled. No, no, of course not. um so- But so you brought up something there—the whole free speech thing. Um. There is in the tech sphere a debate that has been happening. It really picked up. It's been happening. I want to say since two thousand six, two thousand seven, but it really picked up steam during Gamergate. And that is, what responsibility do these tech companies have to defend their user communities? Right. This goes beyond you know message boards and forums. This goes to the companies as a whole. What responsibility do they have? And by and large, these companies um, like your Facebooks, your Twitters, um your Airbnbs, your GoDaddies, et cetera, they will err on the side of we don't want to censor anybody, right? We we believe in free speech. We don't believe in censorship. Well, that brings us to a concept that came up in the 1940s called the paradox of tolerance, right? And what the, the core tenet of the paradox of tolerance is for a truly tolerant society to exist, you must be intolerant of intolerance. You cannot protect your society and the members of your society and you cannot allow those tolerant ideals to exist as long as intolerance as long as you accept intolerance and that is sort of the stance that these companies have to take. When Cloudfair kicked off Daily Stormer uh, and a bunch of other neo-Nazi groups from mm-hmm. their servers, the EFF uh, the, Electronic, uh, the Electronic Freedom Foundation the Electronic Frontier Foundation, Uh, they're an organization, um, they're a nonprofit that champions um, civil rights, privacy rights, and free expression, innovation, um, policy analysis, basically protecting the quote unquote, free speech of the internet their first big case was uh, someone was developing a game and in 1990, the Secret Service actually thought that these were rules for cyber crimes and they arrested the dude and the EFF stepped in and said, hey, no, this guy's actually developing a game. Mm-hmm. You guys were wrong. So that's the EFF, they are huge free speech people. This is what they said after the Daily Stormer got kicked off of Cloudflare, or Cloudflare. It might seem unlikely now, that the internet companies were turned against sites supporting racial justice or other controversial issues. But if there is a single reason why so many individuals and companies are acting together now to unite against neo-Nazis, it is because a future that seemed unlikely a few years ago, where white nationalists and Nazis have significant power and influence in our society, now seems possible. We would be making a mistake if we assumed that these sorts of censorship decisions would never turn against the causes we love. They opened that statement by saying, in the wake of Charlottesville, both GoDaddy and Google have refused to manage the domain registration for the Daily Stormer a Neo-Nazi website in the words of the Southern Poverty Law Center. It is dedicated to spreading anti-Semitism, Neo-Nazism, and white nationalism. Subsequently, Cloudflare, whose service was used to protect the site from denial of service attacks, has also dropped them as a customer, with a telling quote from Cloudflare's CEO, quote, Literally, I woke up in a bad mood and decided someone shouldn't be allowed on the Internet. No one should have that power. We agree. Even for free speech advocates, this situation is deeply fraught with emotional, logistical, and legal twists and turns. All fair-minded people must stand against the hateful violence and aggression that seems to be growing across our country. That is the EFF. That is the free speech people of the Internet saying, nah, you got to get them out of the paint. And they're saying that because if we don't get them out of the paint now, they will fester, they will grow, and they will turn against you. You cannot protect them because, the, as long as you protect them, you're giving them an opportunity to take you down. The other problem, well, so the other thing
2: too is, people say, "Oh, well, one person shouldn't have all that power. One person shouldn't be able just to, to, to sit there and make the decision." It was like, oh, "Well, well, actually, that's that's what this whole thing is." Like, here's the thing, Jack. If you are going to be the face of, 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 of Twitter and you say that Twitter will not stand for the hate, Twitter will not stand for neo-Nazis, we will not stand for people spreading false lies and things that we know are obviously false, if you take that fucking stance,
3: then that's what Twitter will represent. Period. we'll there's, Yes, there's because, nothing- it will get to, because we'll get to a point where the intolerance will override the tolerance, and people will just say, well, fuck it, there's no point. And then literally, the Nazis win. Like, th- that's what it is.
2: Like, people, somebody was try to tell me, it's like, well, no, you're saying Jack's a coward, but he didn't go along with everybody else. So that makes him not a coward. No, no, he's a fucking coward. Because what Jack has done in this statement is, he's basically trying, he's trying to hand off responsibilities of being the leader and, 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 and owner of Twitter. To the 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 people <coughs> who are being attacked. And then not, and then on top of that, it's like, so there's two things. One, right? one, he doesn't want to take the responsibility and do it himself. So then he puts it off on two groups. One one group he puts it off on a journalist, right? Which is bullshit because basically what you're now having journal you're now forcing journalists to take a time away from serious things to now have to combat somebody like Alex Jones, who in court documents for his custody of his kids had to admit that he is an entertainer and is not seriously believe anything he's saying, but then he goes out every day and says that he does believe it, and he makes his people believe that they, 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 that he's telling the truth. And 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 so you know this man's out here purposely lying. So you're now forcing journalists. Because what Jack said right, it's like. Um, it's, it's so critical that journalists document validate and refuse of information directly. No, no, no. Information like this doesn't need to be, we don't need to, we don't need journalists, good journalists, you know, wasting their time combating against people who at any point, like here's the thing. It'd be one thing if you're like, okay, you know, you tell Alex Jones, hey, you were wrong in this. And the fact he goes, okay, you're right, my bad, I was wrong. Alex Jones never admits he's wrong. He only moves on to the next conspiracy. And so what you've done is you've, you've basically hamstrung journalists into so and, and a battle. They can never win. You cannot. Like he, he said at this point, if we, if, we, if, we, if we cut them off, that feeds into the conspiracy theories. Here's a hint. When it comes to conspiracy theories, anything you do feeds into conspiracy theories. If you confirm the conspiracy theory, then that means all conspiracy theories are right. If you deny, it, it's because you're denying. Of course you would deny because, huh, conspiracy theory. You would deny anything, right? There is no way to combat a conspiracy theory. People to this day still believe that uh, 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 jet fuel can't burn uh, what is steel steel beams. Nothing you can do can convince these people of that. Um. So that's the one. That's the one group he wants. He wants to, to combat this even though what he's only done is he's only he's muddied the waters so that these people these journalists cannot
3: combat something they cannot win this this debate the second group and before go hold ahead. On, but before you get to the second group the journalists that do debunk these things are then harassed doxed and sent death threats and eventually driven off of twitter for doing the thing that jack expects them to do he is he, he is putting one part of his user community in harm's way because he is too craven to do the right thing and expel the harmful elements of his user community. Right. Let's be clear: he is putting his user community in danger, in real danger, because he's too craven to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it's like, oh, you don't you don't suspend the people that do that. Or they just create another account, right? They create a separate account to do the you know, they, they create a separate account to do that stuff in, right? So then the second the second group of people is us. It's the it's the it's the actual targets, just like the journalists who get targeted docs, the marginalized communities. He wants us to do the work for him, the user base. Now, I can understand that. I, I can understand the idea of hey, one man shouldn't have all this power, give the power to the people, right? That works in theory. Why that doesn't always work is two reasons. One, which people do you give the power to? Cause if you give the power to the wrong set of people, then nothing changes. Two, what tools has Jack put in place? Let's 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 ignore that first one I brought up and not having the right people the the people with in, in the right places to have the power, right? Forget that. What tools has Jack given the people to combat Nazis on Twitter? Twitter has verified Nazi accounts. Twitter has told us the reason why they won't suspend Donald Trump's Twitter account, even though he's literally close to starting a war on Twitter account because well it's news. And people need to see it. When 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 black women have Apparently had conversations in DMs or face to face with Jack about the harassment they face. They get empty promises from Jack and nothing in return. We have seen activists had their accounts deactivated, suspended for fighting back. So when Jack says, "Well, we need to give," the, I, I can't do it. We need the, the community to do it. We need the power. How? Because when the community does fight back, you do not. You you're, you, you do absolutely nothing about it. I remember it was a big deal. It was like, why are you you verifying Nazis? All of a sudden they came out, oh, well, now verification is becoming... You still have Nazis verified.
3: Uh, Here's the other thing. The tools to protect people on Twitter exist because you've used them when people attack Nazis. So we know you can do it. You are making the decision not to do it. It, it It is beyond frustrating, but this is so fucking coward. Like, this is cowardice at its core, because Jack isn't, it would be one thing, and equally shitty thing, but it would be one thing if Jack said, no, I'm not kicking it off because I don't, because I believe you should have a right to say what you say. Jack isn't even saying that. Jack is saying, Well, it's bad, but you know, you guys should debunk it if it's so bad. I can't do anything. I'm just the owner. I can't do anything but ban people defending themselves against Nazis. I I can't do anything. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking coward. Like But
2: and, and that's why and that's why Jack at his core is a coward. Because he refuses to take a, even the simplest fucking stance. Like, even with Mark Zuckerberg, if we're gonna be real here, Mark Zuckerberg's whole stance is basically like shit, hey, their money's green. Right, I mean, we're gonna be real for real. He didn't come out and say it, but we all kind of know that's what that's was that's what motivated Zuckerberg He was like, listen man I didn't really give a shit because we were getting paid, so he basically hit the Jordan right he hit the, he hit the Jordan is like you know Republicans buy shoes too, you know but but Jack. Jack wants to both ways. Jack wants to sit there and then and it could be this, if you look at Jack's timeline, he's retweeting progressive things, saying we're progressive, we're liberal, we're doing it, we're blah, 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 blah. It's all lip service to get a pat on his back. But when it comes time to actually do something, like he also went on to a, a Sean Hannity's a radio show. So I was oh, like, fuck
3: out of here. I was
2: like, you, you did an interview with Sean Hannity and talking to Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity, like, he's not a serious t- What are you doing, Jack? What are you doing? He went on with Sean Hannity. Let me see if I, I, I actually have that. Hold on, I have
3: clips of that. That is fucking wild to me. Okay, yeah, no, Jack Jack's a goddamn coward. Um, here we go.
6: Play a piece of this. account. They don't have to read certain things, and from my own experience, you can go look at my timeline, and I promise you, you're going to see horrific things uh, about me. And by the way, they make up what do you call these things? Memes that they make up you know, they're pretty vicious and hostile. I prefer my kids not see them, but I'm a kind of First Amendment purist in a way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's a I think there's a few things here. So first, um, yes, uh, people should decide who they follow and who they want to hear from. And that's a, you know, that's a fairly mechanical action, hitting the follow button and, and those tweets should appear in your timeline. We do try to rank them for relevance of what you think, uh, of, of what, the algorithm thinks based on all your behaviors, what you should see first, but everything is there. Second, there are, there are areas of the, of the service like search and trends and replies where anyone can inject themselves. And one of the things that we have noticed is there are certain behaviors that silence speech. Uh, they, they silence voices. And we wanna make sure that people have a lot more control over their experience to make sure if they want to engage in that sort of conversation, they're able to. But if they don't, it's downright. um So they don't have to see it immediately. But if they want to see it, it is. It is there. So that are you?
6: Are you concerned that if you make a decision, say on Alex Jones or somebody, Louis Farrakhan is controversial. I'm not comparing the two in any. Way. I'm just giving.
2: Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You just compared them. You, yeah, you fucking okay, okay. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. But I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna go to the next part. But. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I mean, and 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 Jackie's in there having a normal conversation with him, as if he didn't. I'm like, no pushback. Two names just out of a hat.
6: That if oh, yeah, I'm if sure. this happens, do you see an an alternative Twitter universe that lets it all go, maybe with the exception of violence or threats uh, to individuals? I mean, is that like, for example? I, I mean, look, at least you're willing to come on this show and answer some questions for people. I, I applaud you for that. Facebook and uh, I know YouTube, you know, have are in hiding right now under their desks, and they don't want to respond. Um, and I think you deserve a lot of credit for that. But you know what I'm asking here? I mean, is there a? Comp- you're getting you're getting
2: kudos from Sean Hannity, Jack. You're getting kudos from Sean Hannity.
3: That just shows how willing he is to reach across the aisle and engage in debate, and that's what makes America so great. God. Fuck coward. competitor that's going to come up and
6: say, we're going to let everybody to say category. whatever they want to say, too bad, as long as it's not a threat.
0: Well, I think there's always boundaries to that. I mean, you you enumerated a number of them around violent threats or giving up personal information around someone's home or office or uh, identifiable information that, that people could utilize to put them in real physical harm. So we need to balance all of those constraints. We've tried to codify them into our terms of service. Those terms of service are a contract that we have with people signing up to the service. The-
2: people validate your contract, your, your terms of service every fucking day, you idiot. Like, it, it's literally, like, he's so hands-off on this. When well, we put it in our terms of service, we, we're updating our algorithms. We're trying to give the power to the people to determine what they want to see. Do you understand? Look, information is dangerous. Information can be a good thing, but bad information can be really, really, really fucking dangerous. You know that saying, and I think this is what what, what you see a lot of these do bros do. That 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 saying, um, what is it? Uh, the only thing necessary for Trump uh, for the for the triumph of evil is a good is for good men to do nothing. I think that uh, people say that's a good quote, or that I think it's a terrible quote. <clears throat> I think it's a terrible quote because um. If you do nothing, you are by definition not a good man. Like, you're you you you're not doing anything. If you, is that you see something, you say something? If you sit there and you're letting people, you know this. You have seen this. You've seen the rise of it happening. And you have done nothing to stand in the way, confront it other than saying, well, we're going to try to be more broad. Knowing that you're also taking out people that are doing what you're not doing, which is actively combating Nazis and white supremacists, because you're too cowardly to do it yourself.
3: White people love snitching until it's time to snitch on their neighbors for being racist, right? Like, oh, black people having a barbecue in the park. Let me call the cops. Black girls selling water outside. Let me call the cops. My son is sprouting neo-Nazi propaganda. No, nah, it's fine. He's fine. That's his issue. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's not that bad.
2: I'm, I'm gonna play a little bit more of this, and then we're gonna get into another these are the time.
0: rules of the road. And if, if and you by the way, and, and,
6: and you have, you're allowed as a private company even a public company, to set up standards and rules. This is not about freedom of speech where the government is.
2: Now, mind you, if Jack had suspended Alex Jones and brought Jack on, uh, and Sean Hannity brought him on, he would be spewing about First Amendment rights right now.
3: Well, so, so, he told on himself. He starts this by saying he's a First Amendment purist and then saying, but this isn't a First Amendment issue. Is it Uchiwali or is it one mic? Like, what is it? What what was? What is the truth? What's happening? There's an intervening, correct?
0: Right. It's, well, I mean, it's. Uh, we we do believe in the power of free expression, but we also need to balance that with the fact that bad faith actors intentionally try to silence other voices. And and
2: here's the thing: when you see a man who is who is actively participating in in conspiracy theories that lead to a man with an armed gun going into a pizzeria trying to free trapped children from a pedophile ring that does not exist, you have to sit there and stop. like, why are you floating on the fence right now? Like, at at this point, you can't even get Jack to come out and say that Alec Jones is a bad person.
3: No, and he won't, because... And he told on himself when he's like, when, when Twitter says, oh, what Donald Trump says is news, he cares more about the traffic, right? If there's one thing he cares about, he did, he just wants people using his platform and talking on his platform. And Donald Trump generates a lot of traffic. So because he generates traffic, I'm not going to get rid of it.
2: And see, now you've gotten to the larger issue is why I don't get kudos of YouTube and Facebook, because that is exactly the whole thing. The real reason why, and this is why I can't, when people go, oh, well, that's because they agree with him, like, no, no, no. I don't believe that Jack or Mark Zuckerberg or any of these people uh, agree with any of these people think, but it's literally the Michael Jordan. It's like, well, the, it brings in money. YouTube, I bring this up all the time with YouTube. YouTube's algorithm operates on traffic and what's good. That's why they get into so much trouble right now because you have people going out there uh, making animated porn for for using animated uh, kids cartoons and things like that. I don't know if you saw the the recent one they did. There was like, oh yeah, some some little animated kid TV show, the porn for that is now flooding YouTube because it gets so much traffic. It's like, because people have found out a way to hack the, the, the algorithm is to be controversial, to say crazy, fucked up things. And for the longest time, YouTube did not demonetize your videos if you did that. Now they're trying to put the, 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 the now they're trying to plug the hole that's already at the bottom of the shit, but they've been doing that. Same thing with Facebook. Like, that's why I said, you know, Zuckerberg's basically Jordan where, they're like, their money's green, too. That's all they care about. Because, and Jack sits here, and Jack wants to pretend like he's, he doesn't want to come out and flat out say, he doesn't want to ignore it like YouTube or technically Google does. He doesn't want to come out and face testimony and face Congress like Zuckerberg has. He wants to sit there and be in in between, and that, and that's what makes him such a fucking coward. He doesn't want to admit that, yeah, dude, we get it. The neo-Nazis back and forth, us going, even when you have the people that you say you're, you're protecting the marginalized people and the people that are attacked by Nazis, us going back and forth with the Nazis generates more traffic for your, your site, which is what you want. You want that traffic. And for some reason, you can't see that if you take those people out, you would still have the same traffic there. He doesn't get that. He doesn't see it. And so he thinks that he has to. So he plays his lip service about how it's free speech and it's about letting everybody, you know, have a voice. And I'm like, some people shouldn't have a voice, though. What if it happens to you? It's like, and I love that that aspect to it, right? When somebody comes to a black person, goes, but what if, what if the government came for you next? I'm like, motherfucker, they already have.
3: That's the thing. They can. They're coming for us now, and you're not saying anything. Since since black right? since black people have been in this country, the government
2: has come for us and has interacted with these rules. So here's the thing. When when people sit there and go, Well, you know, especially other black people go, Oh, well, I can't support this because what if they didn't make a rule that says that motherfucker, when have rule? when have the rules ever really applied to us anyway? Fairly, they never have so they're going to do it anyway so here's the thing if they're going to already come for us in our speech anyway where at now you see the cops being called on you like there's that man who was choked up by the police because he just asked to see what the warrant was and he choked him on his fucking tractor you know they're already coming for you as a black person so as far as I'm saying if, they, if we got to put laws in place that means they're coming after the neo-nazis too as far as I'm saying I didn't lose anything we haven't lost any rights because you're already fighting for them anyway So, yeah, your speech has never been free as a black person, as a marginalized person, as a person of color, as a person in the LGBTQ community. You've never had that free speech anyway. So this idea that somehow, well, maybe one day we'll get that free speech and that's why we got to
3: let Nazis go. Doesn't make any fucking sense. On a baser level, Facebook already does this. Try saying men are trash on Facebook and see what happens to your account. They've already come for you. You're you only care now because it affects it affects people that you're either adjacent to or it affects ideals that you're adjacent to. Right? And this goes specifically to white people. You're afraid that, oh no, if they start censoring that, what about my friend who says that, well, those niggers should stand for the anthem? Because guess what? All of that all of that is a single straight line. Oh, it is of course so right. when you say oh I, I i have to support his right to say it no the fuck you don't and in fact they depend on you defending their right to say it so that they can continue to propagate and spread their propaganda and recruit more people because that is the goal that is what they want to do that is that is their aim and they're only allowed to do it as long as you tolerate the intolerance which brings us back to the paradox of tolerance if we're a truly tolerant society, can't people say what they want? Yeah, unless they're Nazis. If they're Nazis,
2: fuck them. Well, I think other thing, too, is like, we don't allow people to yell fire in a crowded room when there's no fire. It's a public safety hazard. If you start taking some of these things of what people say, because, again, I don't think... I, I think this is one of those times when... And I didn't think this was possible. The right has become more proficient in... And tech and 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 what's being happening with social media than the left has, and so I think people think that it's just it's just words. That's why I played that clip of that mother and that family of, of Jacob Goodwin's parents at the beginning of this episode because it's like you need to see that this is how they recruit. They recruit people that. Have already have a little resentment in them, and they find it's where they come down with the uh, common people laugh and say, "Oh, why are you arguing with the gates? people?" Like, because it's all the fucking same. The comics gate, the Gamer Gate people, the people mad at you know why Shira and the new Shira is not going to be sexy enough. All of this is the same thing. They find these people, and then they start recruiting them, and it's basic recruitment techniques. Like, if 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 if, if honestly, if these were Muslims. The U.S. government already classify this as a terrorist and they would they would have warned it all over the place because they do that. That's what they do. This is literally American. These are white men who are basically a version of ISIS. Just is what happens. They're straight, white, and they also are Christian for the most part. And because there are those three things, the U.S. government does not go after them like they would if they were brown skinned people. But it's the exact same recruitment techniques. The techniques that they they, they talk about with recruitment in ISIS and these Muslim extremist groups are the exact same camp- techniques that are being used. And why you get groups like RAM was it Rise Against? Uh, uh, can't remember what it is. Rise Against something. This is where RAM is um the Proud Boys um and all these other fucking groups, which are literally spinoff on like people. It's not. It's no longer just the KKK. KKK is. I mean they're still the KKK kind of cuz they're all kind of the same thing if you want to use a KKK as like an umbrella like name for them all but they're all white supremacists, they're all white nationalists and they're all recruiting the same way and they do this and you cannot allow that to go on. You cannot allow these people to just say what they want to say because um again there was this funny um bit Bill Burr did talking about how um you know uh, you, the, the, he was like talking about how you get the next the next Hitler. And he's like, you know, because people don't stand up and say anything. He was like, they, he was in a target one day and this guy was just railing against immigrants. And he said, nobody said anything. And he said, we all need to carry along a little chloroform um, rag in our pockets. And whoever's closest to the person, you got to take them out. That, that's your job. You got to get behind them, you know, put the chloroform over the nose, take them out and get them out of the way and get them to stop talking. He was like, because if you don't, what happens is, if that person reaches one person, now there's two of them. Now there's two of them, and then you then then what's next? Now you go, you know, they go out in two, and then the next you know there's four, then there's eight, and you keep multiply they keep multiplying like fucking roaches, because that's what they are they're fucking roaches, and 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 I think that's the thing too. When need to start talking about what these white supremacists are and what these these Nazis are. Like you do in roaches. If you see one roach, what do you do? Do you sit there and go, ah, somebody else will get it? No, because you're like, if there's one roach, there might be many roaches. We got to exterminate these motherfuckers. You get them out of here. You can't let. you can't, you can't, you don't, you don't see one roach and go, ah, it'll be fine. Somebody else will get it or, you know, maybe it won't be that bad. No, you fucking, you see one, you take them all out because if you don't, they multiply and then you get to, you get an infection an, an, an infestation and you can't do nothing about it. And that's what's happened with Twitter, YouTube, Facebook and all this stuff. They now realize that they have an infestation of white nationalists and they don't know what the fuck to do about it. That doesn't hurt their quote-unquote bottom line. Cuz the easy answer is you get rid of them all. Get and rid of them all.
3: It's easy to do. It is. Like it you have proven the tools exist for you to do this. You just need to make a conscious decision from the top that you want to do this, and, but um, you're scared. So the last thing about Jack being a coward.
2: So he said in this thing, he's like, you know, um, you know, it's worth noting that at least some of the content Alex Jones publishes on other platforms that led to talk. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see, uh, I'm trying to see. Um, yeah, the, so the, the the vice president of Trust and Safety for um, Twitter also said well, on Twitter, like she told in an email to employees that it's worth noting that some, uh, her name is uh, Del, Del Harvey, it's worth noting that at least some of the content Alex Jones published on other platforms, Facebook and YouTube, that led to them taking enforcement against him, but have also violated our policies had he posted on Twitter. Had he done so, we would have taken action against him as well. But thanks to uh, some, I mean, again, this is good investigative reporting, but she didn't have to dig deep. O- Oliver Darcy, went in and did a review of Alex Jones' accounts and showed that all the videos that initially led the other tech companies to take action against Jones were in fact posted to Twitter by Jones or InfoWars. All were still live on Twitter at the time of this article was published. CNN noted this is in a, a request for a comment from Twitter on Wednesday morning before RV's email was made public. The company did not decline to comment at the time. Here are some of the things that they violated. Sandy Hook uh, conspiracies. Jones and InfoWars are notorious for spreading uh, demonstratively false information and conspiracy theories on a host of issues. Among the conspiracy theories, Jones and his media organization have mentioned the one that Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax staged by child actors. Conspiracy theory that resulted in Jones being sued by the parents of some of the victims for mental and emotional distress. For years, uh, Jones has used Twitter to spread such falsehoods. Harvey acknowledged in her email to employees that Jones has posted reprehensible content about Sandy Hook shootings on Twitter. She had that at the time he did so, the conduct did not violate Twitter standards, though she said it would now. Twitter bolstered its policies regarding harassment and abuse December 2017. You mean to tell me that up until December 2017, none of this shit violated your rules? Nah, because it was good for business then. And she said, if people report past content that conclu- that includes those types of accusations, we are requiring to move it, but we would not further penalize him as we work to avoid retroactive applications of our policy. What a bunch of fucking cowards. Despite what Harvey has said, CNN found multiple examples of Jones advocate, uh, advancing conspiracy theories regarding Sandy Hook on Twitter. Some publications, the tweets remained online. For instance, Jones has falsely tweeted that the FBI said, no one was killed a Sandy Hook and suggested that the father of the victim was reading a script ahead of the press conference. And I think all these have been taken down now because, uh they, again, he's basically working in concert with fucking YouTube at this I mean, uh, Twitter at the time. December 2014, Jones tweeted that people should check out a documentary that blows the lid off the suspected of Sandy Hook cover-up and the tweety linked to an info war story that described the documentary which YouTube has since removed. The story described the documentary as unearthing countless anomalies, inconsistencies, and discrepancies evident in the Sandy Hook school shooting investigation. The InfoWar story included a quote that said the consensus among the, the group is that Sandy Hook event is a large largely and entirely fraudulent uh, largely and entirely fraudulent. In July twenty fifteen, Jones tweeted there had been a may- a mega massive cover up of the Sandy Hook shooting. A link to an Infowars article that claimed a former FBI agent discovered inconsistencies in the matter. The article included a video that has since been removed by YouTube in which the media organization explores why people believe the Sandy Hook shooting to be a hoax. So basically what YouTube, what Twitter is saying is, well, he posted a YouTube clip and said that YouTube wasn't on our page even though he shared the link, technically violating our rules.
3: Look, John? man, if and someone, a, a way smarter person than me already said this on Twitter. But if Alex Jones's behavior on Twitter does not violate your rules, maybe you need to reevaluate what your rules are.
2: As a human being. Forgive me your compliment. Right? As, a, as a human being.
3: Like, the, the types of politics that Alex Jones traffic in are the most vile and disgusting and hateful. To repeat, the conspiracy theories he peddled almost led to a pizzeria in dc getting shot up here's the thing: because the dude walked in there with a loaded assault rifle
2: because again I, I, like i said i remember when i came back and i'm saying hey, i'm tired of doing this stuff and and, and you know it, it kind of drains on me i think this is one of those important things i think a lot of people and i hope people listen to understand alex Jones isn't just some crazy dude who you just you can ignore and let me explain why it's the conspiracy theorists who got into the head and and help shape somebody like Timothy McVeigh. Sure, they're already a little racist. They're already problematic. They already got some issues. Now you add in the conspiracy theories. Particularly, why do you think, I mean, why do you think Alex Jones and them are like the conspiracy theories of choice of some of these white races? this isn't this isn't a fucking game. This dude is dangerous. he's going to get somebody killed. He almost got somebody killed with that
3: i mean it', it it's, it's only a miracle that that dude didn't shoot up that pizzeria. He's already driven families into hiding because they're mourning their dead children
2: and his, and his lawyer right now is the, is trying to make a political move to try a, a, a legal move to try to get those families to post their new addresses, which by the way, once it happens, he he wants them to be public because they're basically like, well, if you're trying to say that you're not, he's basically making these families prove that they're not actors. This is the man whose opinions you're defending and, and has a right to share them, which is bullshit.
3: And again, white, like, white moderates specifically get off on the idea that, oh, I can debate racism. I don't shut out dissenting voices. I don't live in a bubble. I'm like, hey, good for you, bro, but this is my fucking life. I don't live in a bubble either. Right? Like, the, the the real threat posed by people who listen to Alex Jones and by people who listen to Jason Kessler and by people who listen to Milo Yelanopoulos, that is real to me. You don't give a shit because at the end of the day, you get to opt out of the discussion and go back to watching whatever the fuck you're watching. I don't. Like that Nazi rally in D.C. Well, I've had a few friends on Facebook talk about this. Um, One friend posted about it, and a white guy hopped on his status and said, you should just ignore it. And I'm like, because ignoring racist has worked so well so far. Well, you're just going to get mad about it if you pay attention to it. And I'm like, bruh, this is my life. Like these people want me out of the country and are willing to use violence to do it. I can't ignore that. You can ignore it because it doesn't affect you, right? Another person posted about this, um, talking about how the Metro Union said, "Yo, we're not going. Co- if you carry these Nazis, we're shutting shit down."
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And a white guy hopped on and said, "Well, freedom of speech says," and I'm like, "Okay, cool, freedom of speech." do you believe Black Lives Matter has the freedom of speech? Like, does freedom of speech, does First Amendment, apply to Black Lives Matter? And he tiptoed around it, and then his ex popped up and said, no, he doesn't think that, because that's why we broke up. And I'm like, and you mm. told that yourself. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Like, their only concern is the preservation of whiteness. Right? Like, it... it At its core, this comes down to, I will preserve whiteness at all costs. That's why these white people get to say what they want, because I either agree with what they're saying or don't give a shit about the people they're attacking to stop them. Both of which are equally bad because you're allowing them to persist. That's why you cannot tolerate intolerance if you're to be a truly tolerant society. You have to protect everybody. And people that are intolerant of the people you are protecting do not deserve to be protected. They are proven that they do not adhere to this, to the ideals of your tolerant society, and they must be purged and exposed. That's it. That's why, that, that's why Antifa, specifically Black Bloc, uses violence. Because, as we saw in Boston, there was a Nazi rally in Boston last year. Antifa showed up in numbers, and that Nazi rally went from 100 people to 10 people real quick. Because violence is the well, violence is one of the main deterrents of this, and violence perceived is violence achieved. If I'm afraid that you are going to hurt me for doing something, I am less likely to do it. That is how these racist and fascists work. That's what actually led to the signing of the Civil Rights the Civil Rights Act. LBJ did not do it out of the kindness of his heart. He was trying to prevent a black uprising in his country after the assassination of Martin Luther King. Right. Martin Luther King didn't fix racism. The fear of black people burning his country to the ground. Is what led this. That's why LBJ was so hell bent and even changed the political landscape of the country, because he was getting reports saying, yo, this could pop off in a bad way. I mean, yeah, you'll ultimately win. We've got bigger guns than they do, but this will do lasting damage to the country. I don't think you want to do this. But that's the thing, right?
2: That's what, but that's the thing, though, yeah. right? Everybody, the way that the history is taught, they don't teach it that way. So, white moderates literally think, "Oh, LBJ wrote, See, you know the the you know MLK and and LBJ. They did it peacefully." I'm like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't all peaceful. Because even if you, I mean, think about it when you go and watch Selma and you see what happened on Bloody Sunday, it was like even that. It wasn't violence of the protesters but the violence is what pushed some white moderates to get the fuck up off their couch and say enough was enough in that instance. Violence actually does do a
3: lot guys. Like as much as we don't want to admit it, violence works. Violence is the answer like, a lot of times. Yo. Specifically when combating like white supremacism and Nazis and the KKK violence works. It's the it answer. works really well actually.
2: Because what happens is these things only... And I'm not going to read any more of the stuff that Al does. It's so much there. But I'm going to get into the, the what Twitter's response to this article was. Um, <clears throat> the whole thing is you, these people are only allowed to get away with this because they feel like there there is no consequences for their actions. This is why they get upset when they, got, they started getting upset when they started getting outed, like there was that one dude who was at the Charlottesville rally, got outed, he was a PhD candidate, a doctoral student and had a security clearance at Norfolk Grumman, and all that stuff, he lost all that shit, one dude was an active Marine active duty Marine got discharged that's where that's why you see um, I'll ask you when when Roseanne got fired, where you see somebody get fired for racism or supporting this they get so upset because it's like oh, those are consequences. They're they want to operate with these things and not have the consequences. And this is where white moderates and white liberals kind of fuck up. Okay, they start going out. Oh well, the slippery slope, slippery slope, slippery slope. You gotta understand. Look, as far as I'm concerned, marginalized people that are, are attacked by these people, we're already at the bottom of the slope. Ain't nowhere else for us to slip. So when you're talking about slippery slope, slippery slope. To me, it's not a slippery slope. It's an even it's an even playing ground at that point. If they gotta be down and they gotta go operate in the same rules we're already operating in, well, at least now we're equal. At least now we've forced that. But you're already admitting when you sit there and go, Well, if you if, if if you suspend Alex Zones, that's a, that's a slippery slope down to other things, what you're saying is we're already at the bottom. You're already admitting that they already have more privileges than we do. And that's the gag. You're 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 already admitting that they have more than we have, and so that slippery slope. He has a slippery slope because it should never be a slope to begin with. There should never be a fucking slope. It should be an even line, and so it's not because you've already allowed them to have elevated privileges without consequences. And so, um, so after being confronted by this, the 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 fact that Alex Jones did in fact violate their 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 rules. Uh, Oliver Darcy comes back with another article, says, uh, Twitter said Friday that the account belonged to far-right uh, conspiracy theorists, Alex Jones and his friend, media organization um, Infowars, would for now remain online one day after seeing an investigation found that Jones' Twitter account appeared to have vi- repeatedly violated the company's rules. By the way, Jack has not, not tweeted anything since this either. Another reason why he's a fucking coward. He said he had all that shit to say before. When it comes to find out that he was fucking wrong, and his people were wrong, that Alec Jones had in fact violated the rules. Does Jack put out another statement? No. Why? He's a coward. A Twitter spokesman said that the company concluded that more than that, that of the more than dozen tweets included in CNN Thursday reports, seven were found to have violated Twitter's rules. Seven. Twitter would have and that's been... A, and that's a small sample size too. Small sample size. Out of 12, seven violated the rules. Twitter would have required those tweets to have been deleted if they had been remained up. After CNN's investigation were published, the tweets cited in there and it were almost immediately deleted from the social media website. Jones said on his program Friday that he had instructed his staff to, to do so and take the super high road, though he contested whether the tweets violated any of Twitter's rules. Among the seven tweets found to have violated rules, uh, the spokesperson said, two of the tweets occurred recently enough that Twitter could cite them in future to take additional punitive action against Jones's account. What you're saying to me, but wait, but that seems to go exactly against what Jack said in his. And in, in, I'm just realizing this. That goes ex- it goes completely against what Jack said in his interview with, with Sean Hannity. Yes, he said he does not want to go back and use past things to delete somebody's account. Now they're saying that they could cite them in future to take additional punitive action against Joe's account. Now you're saying that you can do it again. Another reason why Jack Dorsey is
3: a fucking coward. That logic is also what he used in his justification for suspending Milo. So again, these things exist. The tools exist. The rationale exists. The precedent exists. You're just too much of a fucking coward to take a stand. If you won't take a stand against Alex fucking Jones, if you won't take a stand, you had to be shamed into taking a stand against a literal Nazi you still, you verified literal Nazis. Like you're just a fucking coward, dude. Like Cloudflare, I admire Cloudflare because they said, "You know what? Fuck Nazis." I woke up one day in a bad mood and said, "Y'all don't get rights anymore." <laughs> goddamn right. I mean, right. I
2: mean, but that but the thing, like the the, the 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 most amazing thing to me is CEOs and owners of companies who don't really have the you know who have a lot of control and a lot of, and, and can do whatever they want, trying to claim that they don't. Like Jack over here trying to claim that he doesn't have the power when we know he does. Like he said, Claude Fair basically working on saying, yeah, you know what? No, I woke up this morning and said, fuck Nazis and said, oh, not not on my watch. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. that's your company. That's your brand. You even have a choice. You can either be the brand that gives, 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 gives shelter to Nazis or you're not there is no middle ground and it's not hard to make that decision. And here's the thing I can tell you right now, history will look good on you. If you say no, history will say look good on you. If
3: you say no to Nazis. It's um, literally the bare minimum you can do the bare minimum. Uh, Airbnb Airbnb. <laughs> um, I think this was before the Charlottesville Nazi I said, nah, y'all can't use our server. Like when, to their credit, like reading internal memos and all the stuff that Airbnb released, the minute it was brought to their attention what was happening, they said, "Oh fuck no, nah, buddy, that nah, y'all not doing this on our watch. Y'all, y'all must, y'all must lost your goddamn mind." And they did it again. Then, and, and,
2: yeah. No, go ahead. I'm gonna say they did it again for this one where Airbnb, Uber, and something else were basically like they're giving their people the right to deny any of these participants in the in the Unite the Right rally. They're like, no, fuck yeah. That. So, like, so, it's a bare minimum bare minimum
3: bare minimum get, going back to the, the these tech companies so Airbnb cited four principles uh, um, and this is what they said yo we believe not just us but other tech companies should follow these four principles in determining if someone is allowed to use your service because it is a privilege to use these services we are private entities using our services is a privilege if if content or the client is advocating for the hum- removal of human rights from people based on an aspect of their identity in the context of systemic oppression, primarily harming that group in a way that overall increases the danger to that group, you do not allow them to use your product. Point blank. Simple. It, it, is, it is simple. It's that easy. And if you adhere to these groups... If you're into these principles, guess what doesn't get caught up in that? Women saying men are trash. Black people right?
2: saying like, black people saying you know you know white white people need to get their shit
3: together. Saying fuck the police does not get captured in this. There is no slippery slope adhering to these principles. So again, the precedent exists on a macro level. Jack is just being a fucking coward.
2: The other five tweets occurred before I set a bolstered Twitter rules that were put in place December 2017. I like how we keep putting that in there like as if that was a long time ago. While Twitter required these tweets, those tweets to be deleted, the company cannot use them on grounds to take further action against the accounts. The spokesperson said, The spokesperson was not immediately able to advise CNN with the specific tweets the company had determined had violated his rules. We will continue to view any content that is flagged to us and take action as appropriate, which means you guys will continue to do absolutely fucking nothing.
3: Because you, you won't do anything until the public shame is too great. Because you did nothing to not to Milo until the public shame was too oh, great. Oh, wait, wait, are you
2: saying are you saying that shaming people also
3: works? Huh? Shaming and social ostracization is a form of violence because you are preventing people from from habitating spaces that they're once comfortable in. That is a form of violence. It is not physical violence, societal violence is a thing. There have been papers written on it, but yes, shaming works because you're 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 showing that these behaviors and these thoughts and these actions are untenable. Once you've decided that, then you can then people say, "Well, I shouldn't do that," then and they're ashamed of it. You don't. there, there is there's a white paper that was written I want to say 2013 or 14 about how to convert or how to best combat um, neo Nazis. You cannot convert a neo-Nazi, right? Once someone has that ideology, that's it. The chances of you de-radicalizing someone are slim. What you can do, you can make them think that their beliefs are so untenable that they never act on it and they hide in shame. You hide them and confine them to the lowest dregs of society because they feel that, oh, these beliefs I had are so bad, I can't share them with anyone. You ostracize and isolate them. That is how you combat these things. Once someone has already been radicalized, Right like if you're trying to prevent someone from being radicalized there's things there's steps you can take but once someone has been radicalized the most effective step shame because if, if they are shamed and they believe that these beliefs are untenable in society and they have nowhere to go they'll just keep the shit to themselves and lock themselves in a the basement
2: you know, you know you know you know you know you know how we know this works it's literally what people have done to the LGBTQ community it's literally what you've done. You literally force people to not feel comfortable with who they are. And so they had to literally hide in the closet, metaphorical closet, and not come out and live their entire lives in shame. We know this works. How do we use that for a good? Instead of shaming people and who they are that brings no hurt to anybody, how about we start turning that shame
3: into people who are literally going around trying to hurt people? How about that? And if the argument is, oh, if they don't use my platform, we'll use someone else's platform. Good. Make them work for it. Well, here's the push thing. Them the, push them to the dark web. Push them to the, to, to IRC channels, right? This, Do this not way, give them the public space of a Twitter or a Reddit this where is why everyone I, can see it. This is why I
2: gave, um, this is why I said on, on Facebook, I was like, yo, uh, Jack must have lost a bet to Mark Zuckerberg because he basically gave Zuckerberg a pass at this point. Like by doing this, by doing this, you're like you take all the thing off of off of off of Facebook, and it's now completely on
3: Twitter. You know. By the way, Zuckerberg is also grateful because he just had a congressional hearing where he said, "Yo, man, I've got more Russian bots, and I don't know how to handle this shit." Exactly. Like he went to he went to Congress and said, "Yo, there, the call is coming from inside the house. I need help." Hmm. He's self reported He said, yo, look, I got a problem. I don't know how to solve it. Could y'all help me solve this problem, that I was warned about five years ago, but did nothing about. We've forgotten all about that thanks to Jack's headassery, and Zuckerberg is so grateful.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's let's, let's move on, but like I said, I just had to get that out there that Jack Jack Dorsey's a fucking coward. He is. He's a fucking coward. And, um... Like so many other white people who uh, let this shit go along, you're all cowards. You are. And when the Nazis and and the right are finally defeated, nobody will forget this. Because right now, you're getting a reprieve because you have people that are backing you up. But at some point, they'll be relegated back to the darkest corners of the web. And you'll be left standing there holding the bag and trying to explain how this all happened. It's not going to go well for you. No matter how much you try to retweet progressive politics and claim yourself you're a liberal, once you have gone on that road of you know, trying to combat liberal bias on your fucking platform, you you're you you you're fucking full of shit. So speaking of full of shit, um I I am not supportive of uh of getting rid of Donald Trump as far as uh you know impeachment. Many more because, miles. Oh,
3: hold on, what is that?
2: I, I I don't want to get rid of Donald Trump uh, because of um, impeachment. Because um, Mike Pence is fucking crazy. Mike Pence is is insane. This whole space force announcement he did, where he was dead serious and deadpan and doing it, Steps
7: have been vital to our national defense they're really only a beginning. They're only a beginning of meeting the rising security threats our nation faces in space today and in the future. As President Trump has said in his words, it is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. We must have American dominance in space, and so we will. And that's precisely why we're beginning the process of establishing the Space Force as the sixth branch of our armed forces. Just as in the past, when we created the Air Force, establishing the Space Force is an idea whose time has come. The space environment has fundamentally changed in the last generation. What was once peaceful and uncontested is now crowded and adversarial. Today, other nations-
2: what,
5: what, what the fuck?
2: What what is what is what is what, what intern left Starship Troopers on in the Oval Office, and and caught Trump's eye to make this even? What are we doing here? What are we doing? We have NASA. We have the Air Force. What are we doing?
3: Right. That's the part that's wild to me. The supposed mission of Space Force is already occupied by the Air Force and NASA. but uh, So there's another level that this is horrifying on. If we do the things Mike Pence is outlining, we'd actually be violating an international treaty that was signed that said we would not militarize space. Like there is 104 nations that have signed on to this treaty that essentially says we will not militarize space. Space will remain free for exploration and discovery. So this is America just saying, hey. Fuck international politics. And like I say that's horrifying because this is just another this is another demerit on America's reputation in the global community. And now people are like, oh, what does that matter? That kind of matters a big deal. If they I I've I've spoken at length about why I don't think we're getting rid of Donald Trump or Jared Kushner, but if a miracle occurs, the next president is gonna have to rebuild all of this damage because Mm -hmm. all they're gonna say is, yeah, but you guys elected that last guy. So how can we be certain that you won't do that again? Uh, Well, uh, again, people forget that the reason why,
2: so many, and I know that this is why, like, we're fucked either way, right? Let's say we do get rid of Donald Trump, and one, it doesn't matter, one or two terms, right? Whatever, doesn't matter. The next president, that first his first term, his or her first term, is going to have to be dealing with this mess first, which is exactly what Obama had to do. People wonder why Obama couldn't go super progressive his first term. It's like, well, he has mess to clean up. Well, You know, he, he wrote bailouts for the banks. It's like, kind of had to. It, it was either it, it was either be super progressive and let everything burn, which that was never going to work. Or you have to take moderation and make sometimes make deals with the fucking devil to make sure the country doesn't fucking fall apart. That's what's going to happen with Donald
3: Trump. Right. Like, Obama got that Nobel Peace Prize for fixing the mess that Bush left. Like, let's be clear. That's why he got it. Because America's standing in the world was so bad. And because so many of these countries and alliances depend on a strong America, him repairing that was like, oh, God, they, you said, because, look, if you didn't do that, Putin and, Putin and China, we're going to cut, we're going to just. Fuck everything up. And we see what Putin is doing now. Well, you now see what that Chi- America is in this weakened state. Well, you see what China's doing.
2: Like, there was a report I saw earlier yes. about what China's doing in Africa. It's basically what people complain that America does. I'm not saying that it's, it's right either way. But you now have China basically going in, 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 into Africa and, 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 and buying up and, and developing and basically being the imperialistic power over there. <coughs> it doesn't go well for us. But, like, going back to Space Force, like, it's is a stupid idea. You have NASA. What is Space Force? What do you need Space Force for? And then you have a military, which which is the Air Force. So, again, what do you need Space Force for?
3: Uh, The Daily Show did a great thing where they went to South Carolina, um, and they just talked to people there. And the dude said, well, what about NASA? Well, you know, NASA lies. You know, I, I believe Trump will tell us the truth. You
2: don't even know, uh, what does is, what is NASA lie about? It's NASA. What
3: we're do they so, lie about? The, the cognitive dissonance, right? I distrust the government, but I trust Trump, who's the head of the government. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. we're so fucked. So I, I, I don't even know what to do here. Like, I'll, after I listened to that 30-minute speech to the fucking Pentagon, um, by the way, this whole thing is going to cost about $8 billion. That that for what they're proposing, the, the the rough estimate from the White House is eight billion over five years.
2: How much was how uh, much was universal health care again?
3: <laughs> Actually, hold on, I have it in my notes uh, from an earlier show.
2: Because like um, eight billion for a branch of the government, we don't need. Because uh, the other thing too is like I don't think people understand. Like oh god, like. The mess that, will, like, I literally had somebody try to come in. just like, you try to tell me, because, you know, I you know, on Twitter, I don't talk about what I do for a living. And so, somebody, you know, I have my comic book stuff up there on my, my bio. So Somebody tried to come into my says like, we know you don't understand about this, we need to do this. You just focus on comics and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, I actually work in this industry, and I actually do know this is completely unnecessary. And anybody who works in the, in the, in the industry knows it's completely unnecessary. You know, that's why the military thinks it's unnecessary. You want to create a sixth branch of the military and the military itself is going, "No, we don't need that actually."
3: There are there are members of J6 who are, are saying, "This is fucking stupid. You're creating mission redundancy. We have the things that you want. Never never mind. Like let, let's remove uh how we feel about the mission, right? The mission you want to accomplish is already being fulfilled by these two agencies." By one branch of the military and one agency. What the fuck are you doing other than wasting people's time and money?
2: And, 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 and truth of the matter is, is actually being fulfilled by at least three more, too. Yeah. Because when you start going under, I'm not even going to get into it, but like, it, there's a lot of agencies that already handle all this shit. And so, this idea that you need a space for, for what? The next, the next battles in space. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not in space. <laughs>
3: So, again, even if you believed that the next battle is in space, there are Air Force programs working on that very thing already. There's research already being done into that, if that is what you believe. You do not need to create a separate force to do it and announce it to the entire world, you fucking morons. I just, do you, do you, have you ever played Grand Theft Auto? Mm-hmm. The newer Grand Theft Autos. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know that the one of the fake TV shows is Republican Space Rangers. Yeah, that's what this is. No, it is. This is Republican Space Rangers. I. How are they so fucking incompetent? And they're being awarded for their ineptitude. I, I oh, this makes my head hurt. So fucking stupid. I this just... is what you want. This this is what they wanted. They want they. They just want giant space dicks because my space force is bigger than your space force. We're gonna have the biggest military, the brightest military. I, it's a dick measuring contest. I think that I, I figured it out. It's a dick measuring contest. They won't have the first dick in space. Eh, yes, yes, yes.
2: Um. All right, so let's do. I'll, I'll end on a great moments of white privilege, but let's do this one first. I don't have the music for it, but we haven't done it in a while. Um, we're doing uh, Do You Sci-Fi Bro? Coming back with this. Uh, this is something that came out, I saw this, a, it came out a while ago, but I, I I just, we were on break and things were happening, and honestly I just didn't want to talk about it. Actually, the article's from even fe- February. Um, Boston Dynamics is teaching a robot dog to fight back against humans.
3: Why? 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 No. Why? Why? I don't even need to hear the rest of the article. I just want to know why. Why would you do, why why? Why? Those robot dogs that can already jump over fences and, like, can carry 50 pounds? Why? 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 The
2: robot dogs are like the dogs in fucking The Last Black Mirror.
3: Oh, God. You know what? Uh, At this point, I'm rooting for the robots. I mean, it's
2: one thing. If they they train them to hunt down like neo-Nazis,
3: then okay. But, you know, if you see a swastika attack that would actually be a great deterrent and a better use of this research it really would be
2: uh it appears that just like their fuss and blood, blood counterparts that you can't put a good do- robot dog down even if you're a human fighting for it for control of a door boston dynamics well-mannered four-legged machine spot mini has already proved that it can easily open a door and walk through on talons but now the former google, the former google turned soft bank robot robotics firm it's teaching his robot canines to fight back. A newly released video shows Spot Mini pushing the door as before, but this time is joined by a pesky human with an ice hockey stick. Unperturbed by its distractions, Spot Mini can, continues to, do, to, to grab the handle and turn it even after its creepy fifth arm with a claw on the front door is pushed away. If that assault wasn't enough, the human robot, bully, uh, robot bullying continues, the human's robot bullying continues, shutting the door on Spot, which counterbalances and fights back against the depression. Now, let the have Ezra to stop the robot dog breaching the threshold. The human grabs a leash attached to the back of uh, Spot Mini and yanks. The robot uh, violent, uh, uh, violently trudges forward, attempting to shake off this cowardly move, losing its tail in the process and looking even more like a dog fighting its owner. Eventually, the human gives in. Spot Mini it writes itself, lines up with the door, grabs a handle, and crosses the threshold. It goes. This is a bad idea, guys.
3: You're literally- why? I, I I just want to know why. What purpose does this serve? Why are you teaching a dog how to fight back? A, a robot dog how to fight back? Why? Like what? What? What are you trying to accomplish here? What is your end state? What? What? You completed white. this research. You have successfully trained a robot dog to fight a human. Now what?
2: White people will finally have a natural enemy. That's what it, I really feel like. This is what this is. At this point, I feel like white people have literally gotten to the point where their privilege is so great they feel so un so you know um, unchallenged. They they need a challenge. And I feel like that's what this is. <sighs> All right, I got uh, two great moments of white privilege. I'm only going to do one today because I'll save the one for uh, next week when I have Joy on. So great moments of white privilege. Guys. <laughs> All right, great of White Privilege. A uh, man who tied up sexually sex, man who tied up sexually assaulted a fourteen year old girl, will serve no jail time. From, I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> man who tied up sexually assaulted a fourteen year old girl will serve no jail time. In Chesterfield County, uh, VA, a former Virginia high school student who was sexually who sexually assaulted a fourteen year old girl will serve no active prison time. A judge ruled on Wednesday. Logan Michael Osborne, 19, pleaded guilty in September to charges of having uh, carnal knowledge of of the girl. At the time, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison with eight years suspended. In early January, Chesterfield Circuit Court Judge uh, T.J. Haller decided to pause a two-year term, saying that he wanted more time to review the case. On Wednesday, he declined to reinstate uh, the original sentence. The family is disappointed that the defendant will serve, uh, will not serve any active of incarceration for the brutal attack on the victim, Chesterfield Prosecutor Aaron, uh, Aaron Barr told the Richmond Dis- Times-Dispatch. They do not believe justice has been served and shared a concern for the community safety and future potential victims. Osborne, then a student at H- Cosby High School, sexually assaulted the 14-year-old girl after they attended a school play together. Prosecutor said Osborne walked uh, went on a walk with the girl who didn't know the, Co- uh, the Cosby campus, and it's so funny this is all taking place at Cosby is dealing with, uh, I know it's not named as a Bill Cosby, but still it's just whatever. Uh, and when the path ended at a fence, Osborne became aggressive. Barr said that he forced a 14-year-old girl to her knees and tied a belt a belt around her neck and hands before the assault. Osborne released her around the time her mother was supposed to pick her up. The, girl knew something was wrong, uh, the girl's mother knew something was wrong and the teen told her what happened during the ride home, Barr said. And In Virginia, individuals age 17 or younger are not legally able to consent to sexual activity. Barr argued that the former high school wrestler had a history of sexual assault. At age 12, he was charged with grabbing a student's genitals. According to the paper, girls accused him of inappropriate sexual behavior on seven, on seven different occasions, Barr said. Clinical psychologist uh, Dr. Evan uh, Nelson also testified that Osborne had moderately high risk of reoffending based on standardized tests. Osborne, who will have to rest her as a sex offender, lost an academic scholarship to the University of Mary Washington, according to the Time Dispatch. Uh, they basically gave uh, a future serial rapist no jail time.
3: For what?
2: Like, what, what was the rationale? And that's the thing that's not listed there. The judge did not give a rationale. Just he refused. Like, you know what it is. You know what it is. They do this all the time. Oh, but his future is so bright. He learned his lesson. It was a mistake. You know how they do.
3: How can he have learned his lesson when no punishment was applied? The only (laughs) thing it seems like he's learned is how to not get caught. Hmm. Because he's done this before. He will do this again. And what happens when he does it again? Hmm. I hope we go back to this judge that let him go without any sentence and say, hey, this is your fault. You did this because Hmm. you refused to to do your job. You looked at the potential of a white man and said, oh, but he could do such good. But what about holding him accountable for the horrible things he's already done?
2: Hmm. Hmm. Weird. Accountability. Seemed to be a lacking of accountability in this episode. Hmm. A lot of people... A
3: A lot of people ducking their responsibility and being fucking cowards.
2: Hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway. Uh Justin, thank you very much for joining me on the show. Uh tell me where they can find you guys and what you guys got coming up coming uh what you have coming up on uh Three Fifths Podcast.
3: Uh yeah, man. Like Chris said, you can check us out on Three Fifths Podcast. Uh the website is Three Fifths Podcast, T H R E E, F I F S P O D C A S T dot com. You can find us on itunes apple Podcasts, google play music we're working to get on google Podcasts now hopefully we'll be on google Podcasts by the end of the week uh we're still working with spotify to see if we can get on spotify as well but really anywhere you listen to your podcast search Three Fish podcast you can find us there also check out our sister shows i guess we would call them sister shows um on that main feed don't be like that brie and her best friend joy have a great podcast uh it's amazing to listen to uh We have Megan and Junior Super Dope as Fuck. I believe they're coming back now that Junior is back from her birthday celebration. And we also have Rolling Twelves. Season two of our tabletop um, RPG is coming, I believe, in September. So if you want to catch up on all of our shenanigans and make sure you don't miss any of the references, go back to Rolling Twelves, listen to season one. You can also check out a hilarious fiasco playthrough, as well as some of your other favorite podcasters battling it out on Verse. It's a great time. Check out all that stuff. we got great stuff coming up for you to close up the year and to start next year. So, yeah. There
2: you guys have it. And you guys know where you can check us out. Uh, You know, Insanity Check to get these all the Insanity Checks on there. Um, We're going to be doing some restructuring soon, so you guys know more about that coming forward. But right now, Insanity Check uh, to get, uh, we'll be back next week. I have Joy on. Uh, It's been a while, so you know the world will go crazy. Because she's coming on next. Um, even crazier, I guess, than what's, what's happening right now. Um, but yeah, uh, MTRNetwork.net, and we got a lot of stuff coming on to all the other shows. I think this week we're doing a combo book club where, we're, where me and uh, Deep Home are revisiting um, Hickman's uh, Secret Warriors, and um, we're also doing uh, the Shield, uh, his Shield run as well. So we'll be doing that, and then after that, we'll be doing the uh, revisiting uh, Hick. This has been Hickman month. are also going to be revisiting. Uh, his uh, new Avengers run, of, uh, his Avengers and new Avengers run as well. So uh, stay tuned on that for the character corner and uh, mailbag coming up in the end of this month. So, you know, you got about two more weeks. So start getting us those, uh, those emails, mailbag at net for the super Tuesday recap stuff. So uh, just stay tuned. we got a lot of stuff coming out and until next time we're out of here. Peace.